0: I remember moving to this town thinking like I was going to be here for like a year because I was like, it's not going to work. Champagne is Champagne. There's nothing here.
1: This is Champagne is also a band podcast. One songwriter, one song. I'm Sven, your host for a journey into the music of Champagne Urbana. Recorded in the Blue Box studio with a songwriter from the Champagne-Urbana music scene, past or present. Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to be a part of the Champagne Showers podcast network. Welcome to Champagne is also a band podcast. Today, I get the rare privilege of recording in another studio, and it's the Half House Studios. And today, with me, I have Mousepad and I have Whip Trip. So, Mousepad and Whip Trip, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us.
2: Thanks thanks for having us.
1: You know, since this is a bonus episode, I'm just going to jump right in. What? is half house studios because
2: it's not just a studio half house is kind of like a i guess you could say like almost a
0: collaboration space like an outlet we didn't know what we were going to do at first so it was really just an outlet for like us to make music and other artists to just come through that we knew in the town to like make music we knew we wanted it to be bigger but at the time we didn't know what we could accomplish yet because it was all so new so it really just started out as like a pet project yeah just getting people comfortable with music again Did the idea of the studio come first or did the house
1: come first? And then you're like, Mm. we can put a studio in this space right here. Because this is attached to a house. It's not Mm -hmm. specifically part of the house, but it's like a, it's an additional room. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So. Well, this is actually half house two. Uh, We lived in a place before this, but I actually just moved here like a year and a half ago. I went to high school and everything here but then i went to college at isu so i was in bloomington for five years and david's in, in my year for at least two of those like hey wouldn't it be so crazy if we like <laughs> moved in together and made a studio i don't know he, he and then yeah. things just worked out we moved in with the knowledge that we were going to attempt to start something
2: yeah it was just kind of a side project and then you know we were making music making albums and for him know. main project for me yeah <laughs> yeah well yeah now it's a main project now it's definitely the main project but like you know going from this old house to this new one now where we're at went from mostly like hobby stuff mostly just oh we're making music we might release it here and there to now we're doing a show almost every weekend and you know recording four out of five or you know five days of the week Almost sometimes.
1: You mentioned having shows and also putting them on. You seem to collaborate with the Canopy Club an awful lot, and some, I'm guessing, do you also have some local, you know, DIY venues that you also
0: collaborate with? Like, how did that come about? So basically, we knew this guy. We didn't, I, didn't, I don't know him well, but some people in the group knew him Chase Baby. I'm sure people know who that is. Episode 38. And he suggested us to nolas back when nolas was still around which is crazy to say like that was really only like three months ago back when nolas was around they were doing the cypher saturdays and they were looking for artists and chase baby suggested half house to come and that was kind of the start of it we just like got there we tried to make as many connections as we could meet as many people as we could and luckily for us we found the right ones and yeah
2: i mean if we're talking like growth and doing shows getting recognition you know that kind of all happened this year i guess when we moved in here in august yeah you know we had a couple shows maybe in that old house we had like two i think we did a house show and then we did a show at 25 o'clock for like our first few shows and then we moved and i think chase baby just like saw one of the maybe uh clips of the show or you know we know a couple people who know him personally it's like a kind of a weird connection
0: that worked out and you know here we are we talked to to robert over at canopy a lot He's definitely our hookups of just like, you know, if there's a show going on, he'll hit us up, but don't go spamming his inbox now. <laughs> sure. uh, but it's really about knowing the right people and doing everything they're asking and like over showing up, you yeah. know, cause people really want to work with you. If you seem motivated, we are, right. you show it and then people just want us to come back.
2: And we're not super, I know you mentioned DIY, we're not super into like the like house show scene around here, we want to. I want to be <laughs> um, get involved, but to be honest, we've just been getting shows on shows from people just wanting to either get us or you know us reaching out and getting shows at Canopy pretty often now, especially now that Nola's is closed, it's kind of the only venue that'll put on a rap show on any given weekend.
1: It seems to me, you know, if you want to perform in the scene, you've got to be. In the scene too it's not just showing up to perform it's showing up to attend and watch yeah. people who you know that are performing you show up for their shows and they see you there and they see that you are interested in it you know is mm-hmm. is that kind of how you feel the development yeah. of
0: half house studios has for sure. brought into it you it's know. really just about like supporting <laughs> <laughs> neighbor dog uh it's really about supporting like everybody you meet you know not ever getting too big of a head realizing like at the end like your community and the thing that's gonna put you to the next level isn't someone in georgia you know someone in florida it's in, right here in your town we're not doing shows anywhere else right now right. except for champagne so it's like building our community here and just supporting all the other artists too. Not only that, showing up, trying to be up front for their shows because people are so scared to be up front for some of these shows. So, you know, doing like that and taking videos of them, posting them on our social media is like, you know, crazy set, things like that. Just building your, building your base, building your community for sure. Especially
2: people who want to get in the studio. I know those first couple of shows, we were really like, oh, we got to get this person in this person. Mm -hmm. We were trying to. We yeah, were hungry. We're hungry still hungry, and, and but we were Getting really down hungry. to the front, just, hey, you know, Half House is rocking with you, basically. A lot of those people have since come into the studio to do sessions. And I know that this was probably burying the lead a little bit, but when did Half House Studio
1: begin? Um uh,
2: I mean, I guess you could say, what, like, technically August of 21. Yeah. But really, like, big movement um, this past August was, like, when we yeah. really started reaching out. To to do shows, get out, and... um, Generally taking everything more serious. Yeah. Mm. Like, I always tell people that first year was just kind of us finding our footing. A lot of us just hadn't even recorded in a real, like, studio setting before. So it's just finding your recording voice, because there is a difference. You know, there's a difference between (laughs) going into a booth to record the sort of vocals you want to hear versus being on stage and having to shout them into a mic. Mm -hmm. That, That sort of thing people... I feel like a lot of times just don't even really think about just small stuff like that where things you don't really think about that a lot of recording artists need to do or do to sound the way they do to distinguish themselves. I think that was a really good, like, just solid year for us to uh, Mm -hmm. kind of figure that out.
1: How many people are, if you want to call them, are on the roster for Mm. Half House Studios?
0: As far as, like, our tapes go, uh, things like that, because we do... Uh, like a collaboration tape. Like at least for now, we did one last year and we have another one coming out mid-March. Usually on those we have, I believe it's like 11 or 12 different artists on it. We kind of get together on Fridays, make new music, make new beats. Mm. It's more so for just like experimenting and playing because a lot of things are so serious about like, oh, I have to put so much thought and energy into the meaning behind this. And it's like, you know, no one has anything written. We have no beats made. We just come in on a day and sometimes we make a really good song. So we put them on tapes. So there's about 11 core members. We have a manager, our manager, Candy. She's been holding it down for us. Kind of, you know, shout out Candy. Yeah, shout out Candy for real. Because I would have fallen apart <laughs> with all this new, you know, information and things we're getting just, you know, someone else to help David and I corral everybody yeah. and plan Cause if there's anything I know, I'm terrible at scheduling, and I'll double book myself all the time. You know, she's got me on a schedule, and we have like social media too. We have our CP, and he does you know social media promotion. He also hops on songs sometimes. I- I'm really curious about these Friday night like mm. experimental,
1: mm-hmm. like describe what that's what that's like. I I can see that you have you know you have two computers here yeah it looks i mean there's there's a few instruments there's a drum set i'm just curious like and if you say that there are 11 people or so um that's that's quite a packed house it's not that Mm -hmm. this is a huge area (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it doesn't need to be but i'm just curious like describe how that works how does like what what starts it does somebody sit down (laughs) i mean like I'm, i'm really curious
2: we kind of have it down to a formula now at this yeah. point like cuz Friday nights have always been our kind of let's get together just collaborate make music and we'll stream um to Twitch Twitch uh so you know f- uh, go follow us on Twitch as far as a Friday night goes, I mean, we'll just kind of sit down here. Me and Josh, usually around like 7, 7.30, we'll start making a beat. And usually it's just like people kind of quick writing. Sometimes freestyle. Sometimes freestyling, you know, just to either get their writing chops up, to get their freestyling chops up. And, you know, it's kind of like we spend maybe an hour on a song. You know, we're not sitting there mixing, mastering or anything yeah. on stream. <laughs> you know, we just kind of whip the beat together quick as we can and then you know however many people decide they want they like the song they
0: want to maybe write something to it you know they'll have that time while we're making the beat To we've become really good at zoning out other sounds because it's you know yeah. with 11 people behind you uh-huh. plus you know more that's just the core group it's not like open invite like anyone can just show up but it's definitely like a you know if you want to come like just ask we'll probably say yes because it's also it's a creative space as much as it's also just letting other artists come and have another opportunity to connect with other artists like a lot of these people that come through didn't really know each other before they came to the stream and now they come show up at every single studio session together you know just letting artists build connections as well because Dave and I are busy making beats not all 11 are hopping on a beat because that's like (laughs) so much uh, it's normally like five five people, maybe six. Yeah, and that even gets cut down later. It is a kind of a fast process. It's not like we're really mm-hmm. sitting here. You know,
2: we have separate times for that, right? Yeah. We the the Friday is just kind of almost like a not a, like a practice, but it's just a let's time to hone. challenge yourself. Yeah, let's hone, let's challenge ourselves a little bit. To kind of just whip out, you know, what we can. And we've had a couple of songs that have made it onto some albums from Stream Nights. So it's not like we've never Mm -hmm. released those. It's just uh, a lot of times they might just hit the cutting room floor. During this process, are you
1: recording everything to the computers rather than just using Twitch?
2: Yeah, so this PC actually captures pretty much everything in this room. We use this computer, the laptop, to like make the music, you know, record in the booth. But then everything that's like going out to Twitch, everything that's, uh, you know, all the cameras and everything that's hooked up to this computer, and that gets simultaneously recorded and streamed. So anything that's going out, you know, we can change scenes, we can, you know, we have the booth cam... We have an entirely separate setup for, like, if people are playing couch games over here, if we want to do something like that. We've done Smash Brothers streams before, Mm -hmm. tournament, that sort of thing. So, we have all the capability, I guess you could say, of capturing most of the stuff in this room.
1: It sounds to me that the intent is really... You're creating something kind of nebulous, like something that may not be... That may never be heard again, but just... It kind of just goes out into the ether and then sometimes there's something magical that happens that you're like this this gelled and this is exactly how it needs to be i think that's a really cool approach i mean just personally because a lot of times is people want to work on something and they want to work on something they don't want to just create and make something happen and if something is salvageable isn't the right word but if something is keepable what's Mm -hmm. the what's the good word for that but i mean like usable yeah yeah that that's okay but if nothing comes out of it at least there was an experience for those people yeah. that are yeah. in in the studio and also those that are watching on Twitch I, I don't know i i just find that process very freeing and like very cool i don't know maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe no, it's no, not no, that I'm way just, for you it's but super cool. um i'm just laughing <laughs> yeah.
2: cuz i know there's a couple like there's a couple really deep songs in there that i know we should probably just delete off of like our drive the google drive we have of just all of the songs that never made it anywhere hundreds yeah it's it's kind of ridiculous but you know that's kind of just part of the process right Mm -hmm. we we thankfully just have the advantage of having a studio in our house so Mm -hmm. you know i know some people can't afford to just kind of go into a studio to, to fuck around so i'm glad you know we have the opportunity that we can we have all the stuff here we can just kind of give that opportunity to people we know people who just want to come around hang out and make make music have a good time so yeah
1: i want to look more into what's the next step for half house yeah like what oh. what do you want to do <sighs> um i mean you're you're creating these i think sounds amazing nights in, on Friday, but you're going out and performing.
0: What, what's next? What would you like to see happen with Half House? It's so hard to gauge because like genuinely, if, if you asked me, you know, last June when we did our first like performance ever, what's next? Like I wouldn't have said like, oh, summer camp festival. Oh, we're doing shows every weekend now. You know, yeah. it's like, it's, it is a lot of just like, you can't even really pre-plan super far because things just come especially in like this business you have to have like a super objective for sure
2: the cart's a little bit in front of the horse for us right yeah. now it's to be a lot
0: completely of, honest with you it's a lot of just riding what we're doing that people like but i think the bigger thing is just growth and really establishing a strong base of recording because i think it's cool to have the one studio and let people come here but at the same time it's in our house and it's not as accessible as i want it to be so just getting more people involved in the recording, engineering, getting more studio spaces involved so that there's just more options. Kind of building a solid base so that if one day David and I ship off and go somewhere else for a time, like Half House doesn't just leave with it, you know? Because mm. I think Champaign's a great town. I yeah, I love it here. So I want to give them something worthwhile. If we want to be as big as we want to, I still want to make sure there's a solid base yeah. here. So just Progressively building that base to continue bringing affordable recording options to artists that you know can't afford a hundred dollar an hour, you know, two hundred dollar an hour rates that are in big cities. You know, people from Chicago can drive an hour and a half, two hours to hear, you know, record for probably less than what they spent on the gas and their time to get. You, yeah. you know, it's creating opportunities.
2: You know, two for me. I think I guess going forward, we just hit the. I don't know if you know, we just got the summer camp festival after the, you know, the summer camp on the road show at Canopy. So I think, you know, that's kind of the big focus for us right now, getting ready for that and just kind of prepping for all the stuff we got to do there. But then, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of avenues which we're kind of in right now. So it's really just about scaling all of them Mm -hmm. continually is really what it is. It really is like, I guess, brand building at this point. I wanted
1: to kind of point out that the... impression that i'm getting is that you want half house studios to be bigger than just the individuals that are in half House, so yes. that it's so that if anyone say if there's a complete turnover not not that that would happen but i mean if there was a complete turnover and people stepped in to follow this dream or this this project that it would continue to exist. And I think that it's important to realize that there's kind of that legacy element, too. Mm -hmm. You know, that it exists beyond just the people that are in it.
2: It's an idea. Are you also going into
1: some video production?
2: Yeah, so we have one of our friends who, you know, uh, is collaborating with us, does some music. He's also a, what is it, like a film? Yeah, he was a...
0: a film a cinematographer i think major film something at university of milwaukee wisconsin and he just graduated this past year and somehow we convinced him to move in with us yep. so he does our videos i have a music video coming out with him soon hopefully by the end of march yeah he's our videographer because part of the experience of half house 2 is like you can do it ever you know we have somebody who can help you with almost every art form that you have whether you want to do video audio Graphics, things like that. The idea is everything's in house because we're, you know, we're trying to be a cooperative. So just supplying our own people with opportunities to help other artists as well is a big thing.
2: And I was just going to say, too, I think as much as it is like we i guess you could say built the music part of half house it's like we're still kind of working on building our visual studio i guess you could say it's yeah. a work in progress and we're trying to get you know as much involvement as we can from new people because honestly a lot of us are now between our own you know personal jobs and then half house stuff a lot of us are yeah very busy so it's really just <laughs> i think honestly one of the biggest things has just been kind of trying to find more people to take on tasks because we're all working you know we're none of us are really doing this for a ton of money you know we're not making a, a whole lot right now it's really just about like the brand building and the in yeah. the collaboration building the and foundation and having those people in place so that you know if and when something pops off you know mm-hmm. we have the infrastructure already there
0: don't get me wrong everybody loves money but yeah I love music more than money. So, you know, oftentimes, again, it's just, it's hard right now. Everybody out here is is broke. Choosing the music sometimes over getting paid to just because you enjoy the music they make, you enjoy them and you believe in what they're doing. We're not making the big bread quite yet. That's part of it too. You know, as a musician, you don't really get money from people listening to your music. You know, you kind of have to branch out and do merch or Right. do biggest um,
2: moneymaker is merch for um, artists yeah
0: merch physical copies of music you know things like that what would you like to see half house studios look like in
1: five
2: years in 10 mm. years yeah i i know for me five years from now it's like i want to have all of the i guess you could say the vertical integrations that i want you know like have the merch co-op have like a booking like a touring company almost i want to set up the businesses that we can utilize that are kind of almost branched out not necessarily like exclusively for half house necessarily but you know they can offer services to other people but it's in network almost it's like we have friends or whatever that we could set up with the equipment to start making shirts and then you know we can reach out yeah. to other local artists have make shirt runs basically i guess five years from now i want to be able to do everything in-house because a lot of the times it's us or not necessarily like relying on other people but you know as much as i appreciate all the opportunities people have given us it's like it's not always guaranteed having our own stuff in place i think just solidifies that a little more as like something that will be around because i don't know i don't know what people's plans are rob could move in i mean anybody anybody could move anybody could take off and then it's like well where are we then you know so
0: strong foundation exactly i wanna it's it's hard to explain but i know in my head what i want it to look like eventually i want to get our own venue preferably in this town with recording space in it you know True. that way it's not in our house i can give other producers and engineers copies of keys and they can freely use the space as well things like that just literally building it so that it's just the the headquarters yeah the half house hq or anything is possible because everything is open and everything is available because we now have the money to make everything available budget for music videos budget for promoting your other artists and half houses music budget for getting you a show somewhere else getting somebody to headline that's bigger than you so you can get more things like that i think just building a solid foundation of funds as well and at least in five years a solid foundation of funding so that we can fund everyone else because right now all we can offer is just space our time space time and professional quality crazy enough i want to be able to offer them even more i think what you said earlier
2: really hit it on the head like we wanted to basically go beyond us because right now it's like you know people think a half house usually this guy that they're thinking of um or me maybe but like you know half house there's a lot of personalities attached to it and i kind of wanted to just be you know grow beyond mouse pad and whip and supra you know as much as I love love these guys, it's like No, for you sure. Know, it's we have the capacity to be more than that, basically.
0: Hoping all the other artists that we work with brand themselves even, you know, in five years I'd love to just have like a dedicated team of people to help others brand and promote their things, like get them scheduled to promote. You know, it can be whatever they want, but just, you know, people to help promote, help post on our page, you know, things like that. I think the common misconception of Half House Studios is like they're cool and they're doing them and it's closed but it's like never closed we're open to um pretty much everybody and anybody who wants to be involved and care as much about this project as we do to be on board so really if you're out there in the champagne area and you want to be involved shoot us a yeah. dm on socials email us at on our email uh, you can find that on our socials too i don't remember it off the top of my head <laughs> I'll I'll put it in the show notes for sure. We're a co-op and we always want to build and we always want to give people opportunities if they are dedicated enough to do those. You know, we don't have time for people who want to like, you know, hang and say they'll do it and then not. But we have time for anybody who wants to be just as dedicated as we are here Mm -hmm to striving to get to the next level
2: and i guess for me it's like look out for us at uh, summer camp if you're going yeah we'll be there so come hang come hang and then yeah i don't know i'd say just keep an eye on us because you know if anything if the growth in the past i don't know four months is anything to go by we'll be we'll be in the stratosphere next year you know
0: know, hop on the train the train's not slowing down It's not slowing down but you're still on. We're still at a pace where you can you can stroll right up and step right on. Conductor's still there, you yeah. know.
1: Because food insecurity among students is so high, they serve students as well as others in and around the Champaign-Urbana community who struggle with hunger. Meals are free to all and will be served each Monday evening, located in the accessible lower level of the building at 6th and Daniel Streets in Champaign. For more information on the meal or how to volunteer, Go to the Jubilee Cafe C-U-C-C Facebook page or email them at jubilee.cafe at community-ucc.org. That's jubilee.cafe at community-ucc.org. Welcome back. So... Mousepad, you get to go first. All right. What is your favorite champagne or venue?
0: I'm going to have to go with Canopy just cuz, you know, they give us a lot of opportunity there. I've never had like a bad time with anybody who is working there while we're there, and I like their speakers. I got some good speakers there too. So I'm going to go with Canopy. I will give a special shout out to Rosebowl cuz I like how intimate their venue is. It's a little bit more intimate than Canopy, but as far as, you know, the amount of shows we do at canopy and the amount of opportunities that they give to just like local artists you know like how crazy is it that this festival takes a stop a place where we live to like get people locally involved like that's that's so cool there's nobody else out there doing that that i know of whip yeah same question
2: yeah i mean same answer honestly for most of the same reasons i'd say canopy i i miss i miss nola's um, I do miss Nolas You know I wish they were still around But I understand From what I understand The bar wasn't real busy Unless they were having shows So kind of like You know it is what it is But yeah is a good one Obviously The issue is like Not a lot of the venues around here Do rap shows Or like hip hop shows You know a lot of the more Kind of quieter venues Do mostly just like Singer songwriter type stuff mm-hmm. You know I'd love to Get some more venues That we can perform at But as it is right now It's like You know Canopy and Rolls Bowl basically Mm
1: -hmm. right you know this is a question i've been looking at since the pandemic is like because you know you, you start to realize how much you miss being physically in a community and being able to interact with people as you're trying to get music to be created and also just celebrate music and and that has led me into the question of like, what makes a good music scene? What makes a good venue? Um, well, well, venue or a good music community. So
2: I love the music scene here. We have a lot of great local talent. So that part is always been encouraging to me. This town has a great music scene and a, the music schools here too just create a lot of good talent. You know, me and Josh both came up out of Central. You know, we are where we are because of the local music scene. So, I think this art, this town is great at curating artists. Mm-hmm. I think this town is really bad at keeping them. Uh, with the exception of Chase Baby and and Sandman Slim, I think most artists, or at least as far as I understand it, anybody that kind of gets a little bit of a munch here in town almost always ends up... Either trying to make it in Chicago or, you know, they just end up trying to take it out of the town because it's like, oh, you know, not as much opportunity, whatever, whatever. I think, you know, that kind of just lends itself to flight. It's like brain drain. There's a lot of brain drain, I guess you could say, because there's, you kind of hit a ceiling here in Champaign. And so for me, it's like, I want to get to the point where we can either raise that ceiling of what's capable here in town, or for me, it's like putting this place on the map, I guess, like as a music town. And I've said that too in the past, like Mm. putting champagne on the map as a music town is kind of a big important thing to me just so that it doesn't end up that all these people that, end up with a little bit of success in this town, end up moving to Chicago and then burning out because they can't afford to live there.
1: I definitely feel, at least within the hip-hop realm, that, you know, if there were more venues that supported hip-hop and had more hip-hop shows, I'll even go out on a limb and say that there there are equally as many hip-hop artists as there are bands out there. I mean, probably even more. I would say, yeah. And... But the thing is, is that the perception is, no, there's not that many, because where are they going to go out and perform? Mm -hmm. Because you've got Canopy, you've got Rose Bowl, but they're not putting on hip-hop shows every night. And maybe they shouldn't have to. It should be the other venues that are picking up the slack. And so it's frustrating because it's also like there is so much talent out there, and not all of it is being seen or heard. Um, or known about so i feel like that should be a call out to be like hey (laughs) let's make some more venues that are yeah open for hip-hop mousepad what do you think makes a good music scene venue community
0: I think, well, one, it's the people, you know, there there is some level of competition when it comes to making music, especially with other artists that are either in your similar vein or just want the similar fame level, I guess. But just knowing the difference, like we're all still here to connect with each other and honestly just help each other want to grow and be hungrier. Just having The people that you see at shows there's just a lot of really good like hearts you know not only do they make good music but they also have to just have good hearts care about what they're doing not just to make money not just to flex but that's just their passion and i think we have a lot of really passionate people in this town which makes the music community i think even stronger as far as venues go i'd love to just see like even more promotion groups i'm not gonna like out anybody you can have the best community in the world but if you're messing up the organization of events you know things like that it definitely throws people off so i've definitely heard a lot of Complaints about like organization of events in the town. It's not every time. It's really like once in a blue moon, we'll just have some like really bad communication. But yeah, just communicative venues, communicative people who care about what they're doing and care about the art as well. You know, you can get a venue that opens up, but if they're just opening up because they want to make more money, not because they want to create an opportunity like that, you can get lost in the mix of what is community in that sense too. But yeah, the people here are great. I remember moving to this town thinking like I was going to be here for like a year because I was like, it's not going to work. Champagne is champagne. There's nothing here. It was also like right at the end of COVID. So there really wasn't anything quite yet because everything shut down. A lot of places went out of business because of COVID because they couldn't do shows. They couldn't feed people. They couldn't give them alcohol, things like that. I think we're still even now in the rebuild of just, I remember when I was in high school, you know, there were places my high school friends were playing shows at, you know, that I haven't seen or heard about Mm. since high school. But I think we're still in that rebuild period of people realizing they can do shows at their places, putting them on, because it's not just like, oh, we have a place to do shows. You got to have someone to manage it, promote it. So I think people are just starting to utilize that more because I genuinely think that the music in this town is building back up to something as far as live shows go. You made me
1: think about, you know, when you said competition, that
0: people are competing. And
1: I was thinking about, you know, if we think about this as like an ecosystem, you know, when there's less venues for people to perform, then there's more of a desire to compete with each other rather than support each other and go to all the different venues because there's less, I don't know if I want to call like a venue as a food source, but right, like if, yeah, you, have, yeah. and if you have 20 technology. people and only one meal, you know... Everybody's going to go for that one meal. Well, And it also is just a shame that there's so much talent that's just happening in studios with people just recording things and maybe not even performing out.
2: Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, we have the Cypher Saturdays, we have shows that Canopy puts on, but a lot of those times it's like they're putting, you know, eight, nine, ten people on a ticket where... During the yeah. course of the night, you know it could fluctuate greatly, like on who's there. You know who's there to see who. Where I feel like, even if you just had more opportunities for shows, you could lower
0: those times. You could, yeah, you could people just have could like get more than ten minutes or yeah. fifteen to right. to do something because there's more venues. You can do shows with four people at one venue for shows with four people at another, and you know it, there's no competition of. Oh, I got 10 minutes. I got to put together the best thing I can put put together possible for this 10 minutes, you know, Uh, in my honest opinion, uh, unless you have like real dedicated fans, it genuinely takes 10 minutes for an audience to even get into what you're doing or understand the vibe of what you're doing. So a lot of times I'll watch an artist for 10 minutes that I haven't seen before 15 and then they'll end and I'm like, oh, dang that went by so fast. <laughs> that right. was like four songs. Yeah, I would love to see more shows in this town that are just three or four artists, an opener, maybe two, and then a headliner. And it could be three headliners. I don't care how you do it, but just giving more people more time to grow. Theoretically, once you're out of this town in a bigger level, you know you're not doing 10-minute sets anymore. And it's going to be a big awakening when we do the summer camp festival and we get an hour. <laughs> and it's right. like holy shit we've never done anything longer than 30 minutes like for real just getting people ready for that next level it's stamina too you know you can figure out exactly how much stamina you put into a 10 minute set but it's a whole different ball game when you have to entertain people for 50 minutes 40 30 so i'd love to see more of that i guess i've never thought about that you know if you only have a 15 minute set you
1: spend 10 very intense minutes trying to get people into what you're doing you have to draw them in right away if if all of a sudden you have a half an hour set and you still proceed in that same 10 minute you're thing you're exhausted wiped by after. 20.
2: yeah 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 I, I almost wish just wish like you're saying like we had more just shows that gave more time to people because you know we have a thick catalog you know we have the music there
0: and so do people that not only we record but just other artists i know their spotify yeah. i listen to their music i i see they have hours worth of music you know, that's not even including the features that are on their page from other artists they could bring in. There's more collaboration with more time too, I think. If I have 10 minutes versus if I have 30, I'm thinking, okay, I have 10 minutes. I'm going to put three songs of mine that are me because I want to showcase myself. But if I have 30, like, you yeah. know, I'm i want to break. I can bring other artists to, you know, I could bring someone in who I have a collaboration song with, do that song, let them do one of theirs to get them their shine and then go back to my stuff, you know, it's like, there's less cooperation when there's less time too, I think. Even in the most couple of recent sets we've
2: done, like we end up doing a lot of the same songs because, you know, you only have that 15 minutes to do your songs. You want to have your most exciting songs in those 15 minutes. But, you know, if you have more time, you can give a little bit more of a diversity of sound range. Um, yeah. There's yeah. less
0: range in 10 minutes. You yeah. know, if you have 10 mm-hmm. minutes, all you want people to do is leave remembering like that was fun there's not much room for giving people that emotion, the downtime that a 30 minute set has. Champagne is also a band podcast
1: is proud to support exile on main street, exile on main street located in the old train station building at 100 North Chestnut street in downtown Champagne has been helping to build record collections since 2004 carrying a wide array of new and used LPs, CDs, and video games. Exile on Main Street has something for just about any music enthusiast and old-school gaming devotee. Exile also hosts regular free live music shows on its stage, so be sure to check out their Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages for the up-to-date details on the next upcoming event. Open seven days a week. They can be reached by phone at 217-398-MAIN. That's 217-398-6246. Welcome back. So, Trip, what is your favorite non-musical thing
2: or things? Anybody that knows me knows if I'm not musically involved, I'm politically involved if i have two passions it's music and politics so you know i'll I'll shoot the shit on politics all day you know i love kind of not like debating my friends but i love the bouncing of ideas and the more people who are actually politically involved in the process society would be better but you know not everyone has the capacity or the interest obviously but yeah i love kind of just staying up to date staying informed trying to get involved but you know obviously uh, i only have so much time for example i was actually gonna recently volunteer with fair vote illinois which is like a ranked choice voting organization but i you know just ended up being too busy unfortunately but you know stuff like that just getting involved in the local political scene i guess would that include you maybe running for some oh yeah. office at some <laughs> he point? talks about it all the i've time. said awesome. i've said if this you know if half house just for whatever reason doesn't work out i'm gonna run for for local office In some capacity, I don't know what it's going to be, but I'd vote for you. If
1: Half House Studios does what you'd like it to do, there may be a, a point at which, because it exists beyond you, it will open up an opportunity for you to, you know, do that. And I, I, heck, yeah, that'd be amazing.
0: A bigger opportunity, even than running for local offices, having a platform that thousands and thousands of people look at to help and educate people yeah i mean hell, if i have the
2: platform it's like i don't yeah. need the need the political office because unfortunately unfortunately you know people nowadays listen to celebrities more than they do <laughs> elected officials <Yeah. laughs> mousepad
1: what's your favorite non-musical thing
0: you know i don't i don't even want to sound like it's like crazy but like i'm i'm just as addicted to like <laughs> we just we live in a capitalistic society so money is like if i'm not thinking about music i'm thinking about how we can make more money how we can brand ourselves so people want to buy our things or i also love this guy right here he's hanging out oh. my cat iago oh, that's one of my favorite things too i'm like a 90 percent like everything i do is music and then i work five percent and then the other five percent i maybe play video games or talk to my cat so <laughs> well
1: i have to point out that iago has
0: basically not moved this
1: entire time and has seemed so content with just yeah. being a
0: right in that spot on the couch next to you and it's just
1: <laughs> yeah i was i was He's, gonna ask earlier but yeah so yeah it's
0: crazy this is my cat iago he will um meow at any door that's not open that he can't get to me and he doesn't <laughs> want anything from me he just wants to sleep in the same room that i'm in so that
2: i couldn't tell you why but when josh isn't here he's at work or something and iago's here and he's looking around for josh he'll just yowl like you if you've ever heard a cat yowl it's kind of crazy <laughs> like <laughs> i can't even do it justice but he is he is a
0: vocal cat when when josh isn't around he loves his dad so over money i'll put you iago oh i'll have to say my cat iago very handsome he keeps me company in this world if you can count on one thing it's unconditional love that a pet gives you for sure like no matter what i feed you so like you can't even be that mad at me if i do something crazy you know because at the end of the day how are you going to eat uh, <laughs> <laughs> so i think yeah it's that little that little that little support he gives me that support i need sometimes when i think i'm going crazy i'll look at him i'll be like is that mine crazy and he'll tell me no oh so. <laughs> awesome but i swear i'm not a crazy cat dad <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> so I want that neighborhood a cat to come live with us. So what? As long as they got along, you could probably make it work. Yeah, you just need an not. extra litter box. That's all. He's really funny. We have another cat. She's just a bit oh. more shy, um and she's my other roommate's cat. uh So she's probably wherever he is. But um he does not like other cats. I don't know. He, other any uh, like dogs? He'll sniff around, and be like, "What's good." But he'll see another cat and he'll be on immediate hunt mode. Like, I don't know. Demon time. Mm-hmm. Demon time. Even with <laughs> even now. These cats have lived together for like a year and a half now and he's still on demon time. But other people, he's like, hey, best friend. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Other dogs, he's like, hey, do you want to chase me around now? Or are we just going <laughs> to sit here and sniff each other? <laughs> Mousepad, Whip Trip, thank
1: you so much for being on the show and telling me about Half House Studios and the what makes a good music community and your favorite non-musical things. And it's been a pleasure having you on the show. So thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah. For so much for having us. I love the idea that this is putting a spotlight on all the local talent in the, you know, area or however far you reach for this. But um, yeah, it's exciting. Thanks for giving us a spot to talk about, you know, what we love and care about so much every day. Thank you for listening to Champagne is also a band podcast. This is Mousepad.
2: And this is Whip Trip reminding you, great great music music is out there. there. Go Go find find it where you live.
1: also a band. You almost have an NPR voice, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> studio, South Peter, on the
0: inside. But I swear I'm not a crazy cat, Dad.